0: So today, at my uh, apartment friends of the Dhamma, um, you see just a little bit more. I mean, we do a ritual, we do a um, sort of convention, the things we do together, the way we um, chant, uh, how we decorate the altar. It's a little bit, a little bit heightened today. <clears throat> this is a day known as Wesaka Puja, which is. Uh, which is kind of sort of commonly referred to as Buddha day. It um, commemorates the the birth, uh, enlightenment, and uh, passing away of the Buddha. Uh, As the story would have it, all of these um, events took place on the full moon day of May. And so here we are on the full moon day of May. Um, I'm just giving a little bit more attention to the the person who's considered uh, to have uh, been um, in the place 2,600 years ago to realize uh, the path that leads us out of suffering, out of unhappiness, out of. Um, stress and uh, into a place of balance and compassion, goodwill, equanimity, and uh, generosity. I tend to uh, be a bit of the devotional type. I remember Ajahn Ajahn Pasna said this to me many years ago. Up here, I just one of my teachers. Oh, he it. He, I said, I went to see him at a bayagiri, and uh, he's, he, he's the abbot of a, a monastery uh, down in California. and I had been meditating for some time and visiting the monks and you know, spending time with the monasteries, going on a retreat, and all of a sudden, you know, I sit down in meditation and I was just grumpy, I've got sort of this uh, dark pall coming over my head, Uh, I felt immediately crabby and stressed when I would sit down, close my eyes, what I had been doing, um, hadn't been working or had stopped (laughs) working, which happens, our minds become inured, you know, to the way that we do things and then we have to mix it up a little bit. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I took the time to ask Ajapasana the question, you know, it's, oh, it's really dark in here, <laughs> that's a bummer, <laughs> I've heard, um, I heard, I heard this uh, of one teacher who's very, um, practicing concentration, referred to uh, the first, <clears throat> first noble truth of suffering as you know a bummer it's just suffering is just a bummer (laughs) it's anytime we're feeling like things are a bummer so it's really a bummer to have my meditation stop working and I said what what do I do what can I do and he said well you're the devotional type (laughs) how about uh, practice with the six recollections so the six recollections are um, a teaching that the Buddha taught specifically to lay people. So a lot of times when you're you know, reading the suttas or settings, suttas hearing the you know the original teachings of the Buddha, uh, he's talking to or his disciples are talking to monks and nuns, you know, the monastic sangha. Uh, but there are you know many suttas where he's talking to or the disciples are talking to lay people, and one of them Uh, it was suggested that to brighten one's mind, one could recollect, well, there are 10, it's a list of 10, but these six things in meditation. And the first is the characteristics of the Buddha. So I talked about that a little bit in my guided meditation this morning. Uh, And what I would do is... um, I would sit in front of a Buddha, you know, like this or at my house or, a, you know, a small one and uh, imagine that the Buddha was looking at me, was sitting in front of me that I had an audience with the actual Buddha and that all I saw was um, this sila, this kind of um, purity of spirit and an ocean-like compassion. Total wisdom, and I imagine what that would feel like if I was actually there, actually in the presence of someone who made me feel by doing nothing, <laughs> who made me feel completely safe, completely cared for, completely understood. <clears throat> and that is a real mind brightener, uh, because I, usually, you know, we're kind of regular people, or <laughs> we're sitting with ourselves. <laughs> We can't even always make ourselves feel understood <laughs> and welcomed uh, <clears throat> and safe. So I'm imagining the Buddha and then uh, recollecting the Dhamma, which is you know sort of the path that the Buddha laid out, the Noble Eightfold Path. If you come back uh, to partly Dhamma, you'll hear about that on and off forever. Um, But the way that the Buddha laid out for people to brighten, to uh, let go of suffering, let go of greed, hatred, and delusion, and I would, um, that's actually how I got quite a bit of the teachings memorized. I would sit in meditation and recollect literal Dharma, recollect the literal teachings and just kind of move them around and around in my mind until they're very uh, solid in my memory. And the uh, recollection of the Sangha <coughs> brightens <laughs> brightens the mind. Uh, in this tradition, you know, we're 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 a lay community, but we come from a monastic tradition. So when we go visit our teachers, uh, they're doing this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sometimes, you know, he's been been a monk for almost 50 years. So very steeped in what is good and what is right and what is courteous and what is uh, sort of a universal, universally beneficial to others. Um, So I, I had visited the monastery quite a bit and I would sit in meditation and I would imagine all the monks. You know, I could, I'd been there enough that I could. I knew what order they sat in <laughs> and I could see them all in my mind and I would wish them well, you know, in my mind and consider that they were wishing me well also. I remember one time I went down to a bike and and, um, you know, the monks, they sit in an order, but I didn't know. And they have specific cushions, but I didn't know. And I somehow got assigned to (laughs) to tidying the the Dhamma Hall for the monastics after lunch. And I put cushions and you know mats and things where maybe I thought they might (laughs) go. And and the monks came in and they didn't say anything. Didn't even get a look on their face. They looked at each other a little bit, I could tell. And then they just really quietly picked up all the Cushions and reordered them and put them at their own places and sat down and, you know, started meditation. Nobody, you know, funny, isn't it? Nobody said, Jessica, you really screwed this up. (laughs) But I got to see, you know, that I hadn't done it quite right. And I got to see how beautifully it could be um, fixed. without so much as uh, missing a beat. They just got themselves back together and had a seat. And so brightening the mind is, uh, for me, I can picture that. I can picture this example of uh, kindness and goodness and uh, a settled equanimity, a quality of uh, ease, actually. And then um, also to another way to to brighten our minds in meditation, you know, before we start meditation or just whenever, before bed, when we get up, uh, is to recollect our own generosity. So when have I given up myself, my talents, my time, my money, my, my smarts? <laughs> It's funny when you're going to talk about your brain and the, the, the word leaves your brain. But, you know, what I've learned, um, what am I given of that freely? Uh, so we don't focus on how the person responded, you know, or how it went wrong. What we actually do give our time, talents and treasures. Uh, but Actually, we just kind of bring to mind that sense of how good it feels to give. How good it feels to make an offering without getting tangled up in it hmm. So I did that for a long time because I don't I wasn't very I was very good at giving <laughs> when I was younger. Uh, I was pretty good at taking, and so I would think about that that you know, and then a few days would pass and I'd be like, well, I really need to do something else because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't just recollect the same thing. It's getting kind of stale. And then I would uh, be um, prompted to find ways to keep giving, keep being generous. And so that I could settle my mind around that in my meditation. And then, you know, recollecting our uh, own goodness. The times that we've brought safety into the world, into space, to other people. Uh, times that we've brought kindness and um, sila, uh, this kind of <clears throat> virtue. We can think about those things. It brightens the mind. Brightens the mind to reflect on our own goodness. And then uh, the sixth one is to reflect on the devas. What does that mean? Well, this you know, for the purposes of this exercise, uh, it means reflecting on beings uh, who are so steeped in goodness and so steeped in generosity and so steeped in the Dhamma and so steeped in kindness and compassion and goodwill uh, that they're living a wonderful life right now. So it's an aspirational contemplation. Oh, uh, the more I cultivate the path, uh, the more beauty will be available to me. So contemplating that without sort of, oh, I should, I should, I should, it's just an aspirational feeling. There's, There's beauty to be had in this. There are people who are living it right now. Uh, So this afternoon, um, after this time together, uh, some of us, and everyone is welcome, but from noon to 1.30, we're going to have another, just a period of meditation and chanting and um, talking about the life of the Buddha, reading from some of the suttas, just to have a small commemoration of today's, uh, of this um, holiday today. Uh, Buddha day. Uh, You know, monastery, you meditate all night, (laughs) have a little break for tea, meditate till three or four in the morning, circumambulate the stupa three times, the Buddha three times, Uh, take take the precepts together with offerings. And uh, Sarah, and I decided to make a kind of a bite-sized version of that offering. So uh, we'll be here from noon to 1:30. After we break for um, tea and deliciousness downstairs, I saw that there are muffins and warm bread, maybe, and some other things. But yeah, and then we'll come back here uh, in person uh, to have a little bit more practice time.